Hello again, it's me for part two of my fanfiction reading. I've eaten a lot of chocolate, so now my voice is hopefully better. I know that makes no sense, but Neva does a lot of things. Okay then, what we got? Wednesday, day three, Owen. It is Owen's point of view. So, I'm not going to do a Cockney accent, so there. I don't really know what Jack's up to, and I really don't care. I think Gwen was in the element yesterday because she got to be the boss. She got to boss everyone about. Yanto and Jack left halfway through. I think they had enough, and I can't say I blame them. Gwen thought that just because she was good at leading when Jack wasn't there, didn't, didn't yeah, meant that this time would be easy. Well, it's not going to be simple. I managed to get to the helping good time. I think I was about half eight. Everyone but Gwen, Gwen was already there doing their usual morning routines. I didn't bother going up to Jack's office. That would have been weird because no one knows what he and Yanto do when no one is looking. Instead, I just went to the med bay and started to write a report I should have done yesterday but didn't. Gwen came in at half nine and I went up to her, went to meet her in the main room. You're late, I told her bluntly. Only a little bit, she retorted, and Jack doesn't care if I'm late or not. Well, Jack's not here, I said. He went weevil hunt up a Yanto ten minutes ago. Besides, I'm in charge today. He huffed as she went back to her workstation. <coughs> there wasn't any phone paper or anything to make today, just some paperwork to do. With the riff activity yesterday that Gwen should have done. For the next few hours, I sat in the comfy chair at my desk and I didn't move from that space the entire time. I got everyone to get me things just to annoy them and I had a great time. There were a few more weevils that needed to be collected and there was a parcel I needed to sign for, but it was all. It was a quiet day. A little. Too quiet. The day is spicing up. I got up from a chair and called it to everybody. Alright everyone, time for your not-so-quiet monthly medical examination. There was a collective sound of groans, but I couldn't help but grin. No one likes these medical exams, and it's my job to make sure everyone's lives is to be as miserable as possible. It could be worse. I could put up a per a permanent bad on take out. Oh, yeah. Put a permanent bad a bad on take out and make everyone do fifty push ups. But even I have limits. I don't know what that sentence is. Okay. Toshi can go first, I said. Then you can get back to whatever you're doing quicker. In a med exam, I stop the blood test and the blood pressure so I can get them out of the way. Next to the full body scans and the asking questions bit. If I need something like sleeping tablets, then I'll get them as a pres prescription and then it can go down get them from the pharmacy. Then I have to write down everything in a log and store the blood so I can pair it next time. Whilst I'm at it, if anyone has suffered from an injury later, then I'll have a look at it just in case. Seriously, I have to check them because they probably won't tell me if it gets inflamed and infected. When I'm in doctor mood, I actually do care. Tosh sat on the table and I took her shirt off. No, she took her shirt off so I could do what I needed to do. I know she hates needles, but even if she pretends not to, so I have to distract her with something. Everything was going well. Tosh didn't eat as much takeaway as the rest of us did. And she actually ate a good amount of fruit and veg. I'm glad that one of us takes care of ourselves. I did Gwen next. She always went home to a home-cooked meal. And she runs a little more than the rest of us does. 
probably also the only one who doesn't have a messed up life yet. That's why she's more emotionally steady. Next was Yanto. He doesn't talk doing he doesn't talk during this because he doesn't want to admit that he needs help. Sometimes I worry about him. Don't say anything. I'll never hear the end of it. So that's why we banter. It's just to keep him on his toes and to make sure he's not dying. I never knew him before he came here, but I think Canary Wolf really messed him up. Finally, I did Jack. Now, he thinks that just because he doesn't stay there doesn't mean he doesn't have to look after himself. Yanto's noticed as well. And I know they've talked about it. It's not easy doing an exam on someone immortal because the body resets, resets after he dies. That's why the longer he stays alive, the better the results, or worse. After the medical exam, it was time for a late lunch. Nothing was going on with the rift at the moment, even though it was supposed to do something this week. So I decided to do a once-in-a-lifetime treat. Treat everyone for lunch at the nearest pub thing. That was my doctor side. Which suggested that. Not my normal everyday twat side. We arrived at the pub, found a big seating area in the back corner. Jack and Yanto sat in the right in the corner. Gwen sat next to Jack and I went behind in between her and Tosh. We were only there for half an hour before we got called out and alert. In the end it was nothing big and then we all realised this was the calm before the storm. By the end of the week it's not loading. Why is it not loading? <gasps> it's not loading. Okay, I'm just going to make up a bit just to, you know, entertain you while this is being a weevil. Oh no, it's working now. When I clicked off it, and I'm going to find my place again. I'll get there in a minute. Oh, this is why it's better to be professional with these things. Um, 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 um. <laughs> There we go. In the end, it was nothing big, and then we realised that this was the calm before the storm. By the end of the week, we'd be dealing with uh, some end of the world shit. Well then, might as well make the most of the calm as we could. In the end, we sat around the conference table room and played some board games Jack had lying about. I let everyone go home at around half three when Tosh said there wouldn't be anything else coming through to the rift today. I went home after the girls had gone, since I knew Jack and Yanto liked to stay behind a bit. I went to my flat, got out a bottle of something, and flopped on the sofa. There wasn't really anything on television, but it should keep me preoccupied. No point sleeping tonight, I need to stay alert as much as possible. I wonder how Tosh will do tomorrow. I think it will be good for her. She needs... She's great, but she needs a boost of confidence, and being in charge will do just that. I have a feeling that... Yanto is scoring us all. He has a thing about making lists and piles of data. It either comes with the job of being an archivist or he has OCD. Or maybe not. I've always thought he's on the autistic spectrum somewhere. Might just be the reason why he has a daily routine and why he doesn't like being in crowds or sometimes being in his personal... or someone being in his personal space. Apart from Jack. I should take a look into that too. So now I'm overthinking. I noticed I do that a lot. Probably just a side effect of working in torture too long. At least I don't talk to myself. Not that there's anything wrong with that. From a doctor's point of view, for a twat's point of view, it's weird. 
I finally went to bed in the early hours of the morning. Insomnia isn't nice. That's why I normally spend my nights getting drunk or chasing aliens around the city. I'm telling you, don't work for torture. It'll mess you up. Thursday. Tosh. Chapter 4. I don't think I can explain what I felt when I woke up. It was somewhere between nervous and excited. I've never been in charge of anything before, and I've never really wanted to, but I'll give it a try. I got to work at about seven. Yanta was there in his pyjamas making coffee, and I assumed Jack was still asleep. Those two hardly got any time alone. So I doubt they slept much. Trying to be as quiet as I possibly could, I started my computers up so they could have some time to warm up by nine. I know I'm supposed to do things like making calls and all that, but I can still sit at my desk. I went it yesterday. Yanta put down a mug of coffee in front of me and gave me a list of things I needed to do. There wasn't much. I needed to put in a transaction for some new equipment that I had asked Jack about last week. At least I know it'll get done now I have to do it. I also had to call Archie in Glasgow about an object he came across. I don't think this job will be that bad. It's not like I have to do it every day. I noticed Yantu go back into Jack's office, probably to wake him up. A couple of hours went past and at last, Owen and Gwen stormed through the door, soaking wet. It rained on us out of nowhere, Owen complained. Well, this is Wales, Yantu told him as he went to make more coffee. Jack came out of his office and grinned. I suspect, I suspect it has something to do with the rift. He looked at me expectedly and I went to the computer to check. Today and tomorrow are going to be busy, I told everyone. I took a look at the predictions and did a double take. Those wrist spikes, they're bigger than I've ever seen. I heard Jack run over to take to take a look. Do you think you can manage it? Could I? I mean, Jack would take over if it got too much. I turned to him. Yes. I said with as much confidence in my voice as I could conjure up. He had a look on his face. Was that pride? Just then, the rift alert went off and a flow of adrenaline pumped from my veins. There were two separate rift spikes in opposite ends of the city. Yanto, could you and Jack take the SUV to Rugby Road? There's a stream. Why can't I go with Jack? Gwen whined. Seriously, that woman, we don't have time for this. Because we all know that they work better together, I told her. Sometimes Gwen got like this. But that's fun because she's not had much sleep and sometimes she, everybody can be in a bit of mood. So I didn't think of anything of it. Owen and I will take his car to the mouth of the River Ely. Owen nodded and went to get his car. Jack and Yanto had already gone. Gwen, could you give us directions? She looked like she was going to protest, but she knew that better than that. I quickly caught up with Owen and jumped into the passenger seat. Owen looked so slightly surprised, but he got himself into the driver's seat and drove us down to the river. You were a bit quiet, I observed. I thought you would have wanted to drive, he said. Was he kidding? We don't know how serious this could be, and all he's worried about that I didn't want to drive. But this is Owen we're talking about, isn't it? It isn't exactly the right time to be in an argument. He didn't answer for an entire minute. Not that I was counting or anything. I think you're doing a good job at this, he said out of the blue. Now, I wasn't expecting that. Who are you and what have you done with Owen? 
Really, though, since when does Owen compliment someone? No, it's even more than that. Since when does Owen say something nice to me? Anyway, I'm getting off track here. I turned to the I turned the com on to the channel that Jack was on and spoke to him. Jack, have you found anything yet? I asked. I think we might have it, Tosh. He replied straight away. Have you got anything? <clears throat> no, not yet. Owen and I are just driving around the area to see if there's anything at our place. He took us twenty minutes before Tosh, before Gwen told us through the comms that we were co- close. Owen and I got out with our guns easily accessible, just in case. As soon as we found well, I'll come through the rift. It looked like a strange DVD player. Yanta's voice could be heard through the comms. Tosh is Owen there? Yanta asked. My heart, my heart sunk as I realised this wasn't going to be good. Did I miss something? I held the comm closer to my ear. Yanta, is everything alright? It was a bomb, Tosh, he told me. A futuristic bomb that caught us by surprise. Jack's dead, and I'm moving now, but I doubt he'll revive any time soon. Then I realised that he'd asked for Owen. Are you hurt? I'll send Owen right away. Owen looked right, looked my way, and I told him that he had to get to Jack and Yando quickly. I also told Gwen to get here quickly so she could help me get this thing back to the hub. I hope Yanto was okay. Gwen and I were back in the hub, but I couldn't stop pacing about. It was about three in the afternoon when the boys came in. Jack was half carrying Yanto in, and Owen was carrying the remains of the bomb. What happened? I asked. Gwen and I knew the basics, but we needed the details to make sure. I was just about to pick it up when he exploded, Jack explained. Thankfully, Yanto was on the other side of the road. Yanto sat down on the tatty sofa and took his shoe off. His foot looked so swollen. Twisted twisted his ankle pretty badly, but he's going to have to have a sling on it till tomorrow. Sling on an ankle. Um, Owen said, Apart from that, I think the most damage was shock. Gwen and I let out sighs of relief. Thank goodness it was nothing too serious. Right, still have a job to do. I turned to Jack. I know you don't want to be away from Yanto, but could you put that in your safe so we can analyse it at a later date? I asked him. He hesitated for a second, but Yanto told him not to be silly because he was going to be there when he came back. I asked Owen and Gwen if they could write up some reports and I gave Yanto something to keep him preoccupied because I knew he hated it when he got injured in the field. The rest of the afternoon was quiet and I told everyone they could go home and both Owen and Gwen left immediately. I stayed a little bit so I could finish running a translation. I heard shouts coming from Jack's office and I knew I should leave but I couldn't help but listen. It was heartbreaking. It started with Jack telling Yanto that he shouldn't leave tomorrow because he could get hurt. I couldn't properly hear what Yanto's response was but I could guess with what Jack said next. I understand that Jack just wants to protect him because he doesn't want to lose him too soon but I know he gets a bit too much for Yanto sometimes. He doesn't really understand that Jack's trying to protect him. He thinks that Jack doesn't believe him or trust him that he can do it. The shouting continued for a few minutes before Yanto came out slamming the door behind him. He walked up to me and asked him if he could stay at mine tonight. Of course you can, I told him. You're always welcome. He thanked me and said he was going to his flat to get some things quickly before Jack went home. Once he was gone, Jack came down. His face looked slightly guilty. I messed up, he said. I nodded and saw he was trying to stop the tears. It must have been more serious than I thought if he's actually crying. I know, I'll look after Ming, look after him and you can make it up tomorrow. I was about to leave, but he pulled me back. 
What did I do wrong? He asked desperately. I sighed. He doesn't think you actually care about him. He was going to interrupt, but I stopped him. I know you've told him that you love him in every possible way, but all he wants for you to, is to trust him enough to do this on his own. He just wants to prove himself to you. But he doesn't need to, he said. Maybe that's where you should start, I suggested. Let him do this, and afterwards tell him everything you feel about him. He thought about it, <coughs> thought about it for a second and told me he'd think about it. I went back home to my flat and saw Yanto already waiting there and cooking dinner. I said he really didn't have to do that, but he told me he didn't mind. I just let him get on, get on with it. Cooking is one of those things that calm him down. Not long after that, I went to bed and tried to get some sleep while Yanto took the spare room. Friday, Yanto, Chapter 5 It took a while to realise where I was. Oh, Tosh's spare room. The argument between me and Jack didn't need to happen, but it did. Everything's been so hard on him lately. Whatever really happened when he went with the doctor has been gnawing inside of him. And I know he wants to tell me what happened, but he just can't. I shouldn't have shouted, shouted back at him either, but I just wanted to tell him that I was capable of leading the team for 24 hours. I've been doing a scoring system to see how everybody's changed in the time that we, they were in charge. I think Gwen's realised that she doesn't need to lead all the time, so she's turning it down a little. Owen didn't really change, he's always been the same. Owen that we think he was possessed by an alien if he started to be nice to us. Tosh really showed her colour yesterday. Maybe she'll have more confidence in herself. Today is my turn. I don't know what I want to get out of this, but I think it's something to do with the lines of impressing Jack. After spending another 20 minutes in bed without Jack, I decided to get dressed. I'm normally in the hub by 6, but I, it wouldn't help if I, li I was a little later. Actually, it would. I got ready and left Tosh's flat so I could get to the hub when I normally do. I wasn't surprised to see Jack there. He probably didn't have much sleep the night before because there were dark circles under his eyes. Jack looked over to me and I and bit his lip. How's your ankle? he asked. It hurt a tiny bit, but it wasn't noticeable. It's fine. And your arm? Okay, the arm did hurt a little more than I would have liked, but I'll live. Aches a bit, but nothing a dose of paracetamol won't fix. He looked worried. Jack, I'm fine, honestly, I told him. He didn't say anything, but he continued to look at me as if, a, as if I was making... I don't know. I don't know what I was writing. It's hard going more than a few hours without him being near me. So I went closer to him and put a coffee on the nearest desk before I hugged him. His arms were stiff at first, but they relaxed when Jack realised he needed this. After that, I went to go to the archives with my mug of coffee. I had some time to do some filing before I had to take charge. I doubt I would actually be able to do anything later on. Everyone came in some time later, and I gave them coffee. I had some people to ring, and I needed to put some money over for Archie and Torture too. Unit also wanted to come over and observe us so that so needed to be avoided like the plague. All that only took an hour. I came out of Jack's office and leant on the railing. Everyone was doing what they were supposed to be doing, but Jack wasn't there. Tosh, do you know where Jack went? I asked her, and she turned to answer. On the roof, I think. I nodded in thanks and went down to the med bay to get some more painkillers. I may have tripped on Jack's chair leg early, and it really hurt. I wish that Jack didn't do, um, 
do around standing on going around standing on roofs. It's not the roof that are a problem, it's him standing too close to the edge when he's that high off the ground. I don't think he's fallen yet, but anything could happen. Or maybe it's just me not liking the idea that he could get hurt. After Owen dosed me up, I checked my ankle and my arm. Checked my ankle and arm. I went to see what my what bleh, what the girls were doing. Tosh was looking at CCTV and Gwen was looking at an empty report template on her computer. She never does have reports properly, but I think she struggled with it. Do you need help, Gwen? I asked her. She looked a little relieved. Would you? I nodded and grabbed a chair to sit next to her. Which bit are you stuck on? Gwen shrugged. It's starting it, that's the trouble. I've never been good at this sort of thing. I see the problem now. No wonder she tries her best to get them, get out of doing them. Well, first you write the date and the title. I start. I started. I sounded a little bit like a school teacher. Then you put approximately what time it happened, and after that, you have to put down whatever happened first. I stopped talking so she could carry on from there. Tosh got a rift alert. She said, "Exactly." I told her, "You only need to write a paragraph or two. It's not an exam." When you finish, you put your name at the bottom. Jack signs it, though he seems to have more trouble signing it, signing a bit of paper than Gwen does writing it. Thank you, Yanto. You're a sweetheart. She gave me a grin. I gave her a nod and a smile. If you need any more help, just call. I put the chair back and went back to the office. The day was quiet, too quiet, especially when we were supposed to have a lot of rift activity. Jack came back an hour and a half later and I had plenty of time to think about what I was going to do. I went back down... I went back down the others had told him. I think we might be having a sleepless night tonight. If you want, we can have an early lunch. Try and get a few hours of sleep if we can, I stated. They all agreed, Al. They all agreed, though Tosh wanted to finish off what she was doing. What do you want for lunch, I asked. Jack, who had gone up to his office to put his coat away, came down and wrapped his arm around my waist. There's a new bakery nearby that does takeaway. They do warm sausage rolls and mini bakewell tarts, he said, and I laughed a little bit. Jack loved his sausages, sausage rolls and bakewell tarts. But the sausage rolls are but are the sausage rolls as good as the one in Greg's? I asked him. He thought about it. Okay, maybe we should go to Greg's. I smiled and looked towards everyone else. They didn't mind what they had. None of us were picky eaters. Owen, could you go and get them please? I asked. I asked him as I tried to get Jack off me so I could write down the order. Why do I have to go and get it? he complained. How do I know he was gonna say that? I rolled my eyes and handed him a list and a few £20 notes. I know that was a lot, but it would be better to stock up on sandwiches, even though we, we have a loaf of bread in the kitchen that needs eating soon. Owen left and Jack and I went up to the office. He sat in his big comfy chair and I sat on the one next to him. There was a silence between us before Jack spoke. I'm sorry about last night, Yanto. It's not that I don't trust you, because I do, but I'm worried. I don't want you getting hurt. Leading the treat team doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to get hurt, I told him softly. The others were alright. I just want to have a go at this. Jack took my hand and rubbed my thumb over... And rubbed his thumb over his... Well, I don't know. I know. Do you promise to tell me if it gets too much, though? We have no idea what's going to come through the rift. I smiled and squeezed his hand. I'll manage, I promise.
We talked about random nonsense until Owen came back with the food. The five of us sat in the conference room and ate lunch happily. After that, I got some spare blankets and pillows for Tosh, Gwen and Owen. There were enough places to sleep. There was a sofa, if you didn't mind being uncomfortable, and there were fold-up camp beds under all the desks. They were useful. Jack and I went to his bunker and undressed. Jack never liked to sleep with clothes on, and I didn't want the suit to crease. We held each other, and I definitely fell asleep, because the next thing I knew it was five o'clock. How on earth did I manage to sleep that much? Jack wasn't next to me anymore, but he never was a good sleeper. I got dressed and went to the kitchen to get some coffee. The others were back up and working. Finally back with us, T-boy? Owen asked. Not that I'm complaining. Sleep is the best thing for whatever little health we still have. He was holding a scalpel, so he probably had a weevil he can, in that he could study. Jack came up from the cells, and I looked, him, looked at him expectedly. I didn't miss anything, did I? He shook his head. Only a weevil. Well, a fluorescent... A, a, a fluorescent, a fluorescent, fluorescent pink weevil. A fluorescent pink weevil. I raised an eyebrow. Okay. I was caught up by the rift alarm. Though it wasn't just the rift alarm. Three different alarms went off. Oh crap, this was going to be big. Adrenaline went through my veins as I ran to look at Tosh's computer. Any idea what this is? Tosh's finger flew over the keyboard. The readings are off the scale, but the monitor says the rift isn't doing anything. She looked at me seriously. It's like something's forcing its way through, but it's big. Invasion big or just spaceship big, I asked. Tosh took, a le- took, an- t- t- took another look at her readings. It's just a singular object, but a big singular object. Apparently as big as the Millennium Centre. Okay, that's big. I stood back and gave everyone my orders. Gwen. Could you give a story to the police? Something to tell the public so we don't have um, to issue out much retcon. Owen, pack as much med equipment as you can. Something as big, big as this is going to end up with casualties. Jack, you're not allowed to die today and you're driving. Tosh, you can stay here and coordinate. Collect all the information you need because I'm going to need all of us in the field. I made sure my gun was secure in the lining of my trousers before Jack and Owen and I went set off in the weevil. No, SUV. <laughs> um, yeah. Tosh told us it was landing in the middle of some fields near Butte Park, and Jack and and Jack raced us there. He didn't say anything to me, but I knew he'd rather I was not the one doing this. Tough. We got there, and the spaceship had landed. Jack didn't recognise it, so it must have come far. The three of us waited behind the tree so we could wait for the girls. They came not long later and people came out of the ship. The people inside were humanoid, but their skins were white, so you could almost see through them. They had marks on their forehead as well, but I think that was something to do with status. They had all formed a line, weapons in hand, and they suddenly bowed. The doors opened and another person came. They were clearly in charge. There's a checklist for this type of thing. The first thing on the list was to check if they were a threat to us. The second is to find out where they came. We continued to watch them. They were speaking and Tosh had her translator out. Any idea who they are? I whispered. It says here that they're called the Valadons. They're prophet hunters, she whispered back. Very hostile by the looks of it. I looked towards Jack for a second. 
So they've come here to look for something that they can sell for a lot of money. I focus my eyes back on the Valdons. Any idea what? Tosh was silent for a minute. It's not that accurate, but they're looking for something. Oh, someone that can't die. I felt Jack tense up next to me. I felt myself take his hand. Well, they're not going to get him. Why would they want to take Jack? Well, I'm assuming it's Jack they want. I can't think of anyone or anything else who can't die. Well, we need to get you but away from here, I told him. Who knows what they're capable of? I'm not leaving, he said. I rubbed my eyes. Gwen, take Jack back to the hub. By all means, put him in the bunker and move the wardrobe onto the door. She nodded and gave Jack one of her scary looks before he gave in. I'm not stupid. Of course he didn't give him. He's only going because he thinks I'm going to think he's safe away from him. He gave me a quick kiss before he left for Gwen. I looked at both Owen and Tosh. One of you come with me and don't show your gun and make sure you can reach it easily. I walked slowly out of the bushes and Tosh came with me. We made sure that we didn't look like a threat so that the Valdons wouldn't feel inclined to shoot us. I even bowed as we reached the leader, just to show a bit of respect. Not that they deserved it. I'm Yanto Jones and this is my friend Toshiko Sato, I said. The leader looks mug, overinflated ego then. I am Habunween, Emperor of the Valdonian Star System, King of Valdonrak, 16 continents, Joint Ruler of Valdax, and Ambassador to Li- Li- Liaison, Liaison with Raxacolical Farabatorius. I can't speak all these words that I made up. Okay, the leader was more than a bit full of himself. Do you mind telling me why you're here, sir? Only that this planet hasn't had many experiences with stars, and they're a bit freaked out by your spaceship, I told him. He stood tall and pushed out his chest. I am here to collect a prize. He's worth nine billion credits, and I want the money. There's a museum on Faressa 7 that wants to put him and all of his freakness on show, bastards. I think you have the wrong place, I said through gritted teeth. Why don't you go and check in the nearest black hole? I felt anger sweep through me. Tosh grabbed onto my arm and I took a deep breath. I'm giving you a warning. Get off this planet and never show your faces again. King What's-His-Name didn't flinch. He should be fucking terrified. (laughs) I noticed Tosh Tosh was getting the translator. Some of the soldiers were speaking in their own language. It didn't look like the boss Valdon was going anywhere. Are you threatening me, Mr. Jones? He snarled. He was not getting the upper hand. Are you assuming my title, sir? I deadpanned, emphasising the sir. He didn't speak. Instead, he walked up to his shoulders, no, soldiers, and one of them came up to us. I'm afraid King Emperor Ambassador Habuin doesn't want to talk to your primitive race anymore. Not good enough for him, am I? I muttered. Do yourself a favour and get out of the solar system. By orders of the Shadow Proclamation, it is a level 5 planet. I don't know whether you read the rule book, but that means it has the highest protection a planet can have. The soldier looks scared. Good. My friend and I will leave now, I said with no, no room for argument. Tosh took my arm and dragged me to her own. That was pretty badass, Yanto. But maybe you should tone it down a bit. No one threatens to hurt Jack and gets away with it, I murmured darkly. What have you found? I asked them. Yanto spoke first. I spoke with Gwen and Jack. 
They're being smart for once and staying back in the base. I looked at Tosh, heard them talking. One of them said not to touch water, something to do with toxins. I smiled, so if it comes to it, then that's what we'll use. I told them, come on, it's getting dark. We went back to the hub and when Jack and we got there, Jack threw his arms around me. I rolled my eyes. Don't worry, Jack, the mean old aliens won't hurt me. He pulled back slightly. Tosh went to a computer. It doesn't look like they're leaving any time soon. Something popped onto the screen. <laughs> you should, lo- you lot should take a look at this. I came closer and saw a message on the screen. I know you and the immortal one are close. I'll give you a chance. If you win, you keep him. And we'll re- leave and never return. If you lose, then we get the planet. Roll doll past midnight. Bring your friends if you wish. The Valdons. Around me there was a mix of don't go and don't even think about it. If I don't do this and they take Jack and the planet anyway, after all that was their intention before I confronted them, now they see me as a threat that needs to be eliminated. Now we have a 50% chance more of a fight, they're 50% more of a chance to win this fight, or 48%, depends if he cheats or not, and I bet he will. I'm not doing it, I'm, I'm doing it. I stay and I'm surrounded with shock. I'm taking back control, Yanto, Jack said to me. This has gone too far. I held onto his shoulder and made sure, made sure he looked me in the eye. No, you're not, Jack, I told him firmly. As soon as they see you there and not me, they'll take you straight away and do hell knows what. I'm not chance again. I saw his walls crumble. But we don't know how strong they are. You could die, Yanto. This is stupid. And we all know I do stupid things for love, I told him. He momentarily let the situation go. So what do we need? So what do we need? It's a standing formation. What? I told them. We need a standing formation, I told them. We let them arrive first and then come up on the rift lift. Jack stays on the lift so they can't see him. Gwen stay behind him but come off the lift so they can see you. Keep an eye for anyone on roofs. Tosh, you watch... Pardon me, you watch my back at all times and hopefully we don't need Owen's expertise. I thought about a few things. Tosh, is the water program tower programmed to seawater? I asked. She shook her head. Nah, it's fresh water. She caught on to what I was saying. I'll change it straight away. Thank you, Tosh. We need more water. Does anyone know if they've installed the water sprinklers on the plush yet? They did it last week, Gwen asked. Gwen said. I grinned. Everything was set. Be prepared to get wet if the aliens are stubborn. We sent, we spent the next few hours getting as much information about the Valdons as possible. I have a feeling they did. They would be doing the same to us. It was midnight and the place was empty and shut off. King Valdon and his twenty soldiers came into the middle of the place. I went up on the lift, holding Jack's hand. I know he didn't want me to do this, but he also knows there wasn't another way. I walked off the lift and went towards the alien king at a steady pace. Sir, I acknowledge him. Jones, he said back. I've changed my mind. You let me have him and I'll spare the planet. Was he trying to make himself look like an idiot? Will you though? You don't strike me as the sort of person to keep their word. You change the subject. How does he feel? You're here negotiating with me and he's the boss. Would you go against his word? I pulled out my gun. Not today, is not. And I'm not negotiating with you. I've given you a chance and you didn't take it. You threatened to take my love away. And you have a nerve to come face to face with me again. He was not getting away with this. 
You've done this sort of thing thousands of times before your soldiers are just as guilty. If you die, then they just carry on what you start, started to do. He didn't listen to a word I just said. Bullets don't work on me. I rubbed my eyes. I know they don't, but all of your eyes have been focused on it. I've just been distracting you while my best friend was connecting our main weapon right in front of your eyes. Do you surrender? I asked, not really liking what was about to happen, but we have no choice. I'll take your immortal whatever happens, King Walks his name said. I put my gun down. Okay then, just you know just so you know in future, don't underestimate what humans can do for love. Tosh pushed the button and water sprinklers sprayed water out at maximum power. I knew it wouldn't kill the soldiers, only paralyze them. They've had a special vaccine to present prevent the water to become lethal to them, but the king never had any, so he died. It was very satisfying. The shadow population will arrive soon to take them away and deal with the ship. Yet Jack came out of the perception filter and came up to me and kissed me fully on the lips, not a care in the world that we were soaked. The water made my shirt cling tightly onto me and it became see-through. There wasn't any point in wearing it, so I took it off. Gwen had to take her leather jacket off, even though I said the water would soak it. Tosh switched the sprinklers off and the shadow proclamation came and went. The five of us went into the hub and took showers before we went back to our respective flats. Jack and I went straight to sleep, but straight to bed but we didn't sleep and we had no energy for anything strenuous so we just snuggled i'm proud of you yanto jack said to me and i felt my heart speed i love you jack i told him i could tell he was grinning even in the dark i love you too yanto today had been eventful but i had enjoyed saving jack normally it's him saving me but i proved that i could be the hero for once chapter six jack on a saturday it's a very short one, this one, because it's only a little epilogue, okay then. So, this is Jack's point of view again. When Yanto and I had got back to the hub, it was after ten. Everyone else was in, and I called a meeting. Everyone, conference room in seven. I went straight to where Yanto was making coffee. Seven minutes later, we are all in the conference room drinking coffee. I tried my hardest not to put my feet on the table. So, what did you think of the exercise? I asked them, generally interested. I thought it was all right, Gwen said. The others agreed with her. What did you learn then? Not to underestimate Yanto, Owen said. I grinned. A very important lesson. Each and every one of you showed me a different side to you. While I saw and observed and remembered why I chose you for this team, I paused. Apart from Yanto, he reminded me why I chose to come home. I looked over to him. Well done, all of you. I stood up and let them go. These people had shown me what they what they were made of and I couldn't be more proud of them. I should do something like this more often. Oh yeah, and show Yanto how much I love him. Take him on a date. That's what we need right now. The end. There we go then. Wonder how you enjoyed that. That's that then. That is that. Is that, that is that. That is almost 40 minutes worth of... Nah. I've been... That's an hour because the first part as well. Oh my goodness, that's a lot of janto. That's an hour worth of janto. Oh my goodness. I hope you enjoyed it. Bye.